Welcome to the FCCI Pathway to Purpose podcast. As a Christian business leader, how do you integrate your faith with business? And how do you leverage the platform of business to draw others closer to Christ? FCCI has been helping Christian business leaders on this journey since 1977. And we pray that the content you find here will serve you well in that endeavor. You can find additional resources and opportunities to engage with other Christian business leaders at FCCI.org. And now, enjoy the podcast. We all have, as Christian CEOs, <laughs> many problems. Actually, the same problems as a non-believer. We have problems in communication, in personnel, in product development, in market research, in the cash flow problems of a downturn in the economy, of somebody who has our major account and doesn't handle it adequately. We have all those. But in addition to everybody else, we have a new set of problems. And that comes when you belong to God. You don't get less problems, you get a whole second set of them. And the biggest problem that we find ourselves under, or challenge, is the issue of how do we handle the purpose of business. We talked through that the purpose of business from a secular point of view is the generation of profit. We talked about the fact that uh, most Christian businessmen view their purpose as the generation of profit also. When you go to Christian colleges and you ask the young people, what are you majoring in? And they say, we're majoring this. Why are you majoring in that? Because we believe we can make the most money with it. It shows the utter root of the ungodliness that our, our kids are growing up thinking. That the purpose of work is maximum profitability. No wonder we have no godliness around. The next issue that we dealt with is the issue of philosophy. Big word. But it is, how do we think about things? And we tried to get, as here, we started talking about all the surface problems, narrowed it down to the biggest problem, which impacts all above it. Same with philosophy. We started kind of swirling around in the mud together and boiled it down to the biggest is, I'm a priest that's been purchased. And the rest of my life, I am to give it to serve my owner's goals. And any day that I live my life not meeting his goals, I am, I am mocking the philosophy that I espouse to be true in my life. And the disappointing thing, and the, and the reason why when we leave these sessions we're a bit solemn, is because we realize afresh and anew how most of the time we're living our own lives not for the purpose of God. We reflected uh, uh, again on the thought that is the whole principle of man against God. God calls it pride whereby man builds his own kingdom, doing that which he ever desires. And that we rebel against God as believers, usually not so active. We don't go murder, we don't commit adultery, we don't go rob, we don't tell this great big lie, we just, we just do what we want. And that is the biggest sin that there is. That is rebellion. Because we have already been purchased. And God didn't hide in a corner that which he wanted us to do. He made it blatantly open. He wrote his own job description in a book. That all we have to do is read it and then follow it. And the reason we leave these meetings in a bit of a daze at times is because we try to clarify together a one issue each time. And then we all have to face that issue. The issue is, my purpose is money, and it oughtn't to be. I know that, but it is. The issue is, I know I should be a priest on a regular basis, in fact, all my life, but I don't. I do what I want. Wednesday of this past week, how much did you priest? If you're the average Christian man, nothing. That's why we leave so disappointed and a little bit depressed. 
because we're brought face to face with the claims of Christ and we find ourselves not near what we thought we ought to be. But that should not in any way discourage us to the point that says, I don't want to even try the mountain. One of the things that God repeatedly teaches in the scripture is a principle by which he works with us. And that principle is revelation demands a response. That is, when God reveals to me truth from his word that I clearly understand, it demands, it doesn't request, it demands a response. We have one of two possible responses. We think there are three. One response is obedience. I will do that which I know. The second response is I'll think about it. The third response is disobey. This is not a response. That will lead either to this or to this. That is not a choice. That will breed an answer. You will, you will not forever think about it. You will either come to obedience or you'll come to disobedience. In the middle of revelation, which demands a response, if obedience is given, we go through a revelation of a new understanding, kind of confusing in here. Oh, I got it. You're ki I got to do this? <laughs> I don't know if I can. Nah. Oh. 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 Then you do it. And if you obey it, another, lo another loop will come. That looping is called Christian growth. You hit another revelation. Oh, oh, oh. no, oh, I didn't, oh, oh, no. And those are the loops of growth. This is not huh, the spiritual walk. That's the spiritual walk. And sometimes we hit the rock here, and for either our emotions or our lack of faith or our flat-out carnality, we say no. How many of you have ever said no? <laughs> okay. Well, if that response stays no, we begin to go backwards. And that which we've already decided would be true about us, we begin to unravel. Amen to that? That's true, isn't it? And that which we thought we already went through and learned, we find ourselves in doggone same spot. That, however, that movement of spiritual growth will give you a new revelation. And it's our choice. God never forces us, when we really face the question, never forces us, he'll bring us to this, because he does the revealing. But we do the responding. And depending upon how we handle it, is the whole future is decided. The next stage we went through was the issue last time of priorities. Another way of calling that is goals. That is... If the problem is purpose in business, and my philosophy is I'm a priest, that's my purpose, then what are my priorities? Well, my priorities are the same as God's priorities. We talked about four priorities. My spiritual growth, first. The salvation of other people, second. The sanctification or the growth of believers and the service of other people who have needs. Those are the goals 
that come out of this philosophy that solved the problem. Most Christian CEOs do all of that outside of their business. Even the ones that we hold up as illustrations from the past used their business to make money, and then they went over here and did their ministry. This is, your business, is your platform. It is the multiplier of ministry. It is not supposed to be the hindrance of ministry or that which I hurry up and get out of the way, necessarily, unless you're tent making, and go do it over here in my neighborhood or my Wednesday night. That, that is, this, let's let represent, this represent your business. That's your church. That's your church. And that's where your head priest. Gang, you are responsible as head priest to priest in your business. Acts 1.8 says, You shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. That gives a critical progression of thought. Many of you probably already know this. Here's the map at the time of Christ. Here's Jerusalem. You should be witnesses to me in Jerusalem. Here's Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. It's this direction. It's out from the middle out. Typically, Satan gets us to think always the same. If God's this way, Satan says, do it this way. And so what we do is we say, no, not Jerusalem, not Judea, not Samaria. Let's hit the uttermost part of the earth first. <laughs> So who is the Jerusalem to you and to me? It's your employees, period. First. Then you have the employees' families. That's first, gang. And you ought to be focusing your attention on that group of people first. And you ought to be using your own gifts and personality and other people's in your company to bring them to a saving knowledge of Christ and to help them grow first. I, don't go putting on great big rallies in the community. <laughs> then start working on your customers. They, they're, they're what I call your church visitors. They come to you. And boy, if, if they're coming to buy, they'll listen a little bit. Then talk to your vendors. And boy, they'll listen to you. <laughs> they'll listen to you all day because they want you to buy something from them. Always in this direction. Now, money. Let's go back to it. I wish we had another four hours to talk about it. The purpose of business is to reach God's goals through my business of salvation, sanctification, and service seemingly in this kind of order. Do it in your style. Have the gospel shared. There's all kinds of ways. You ought to take, ladies and gentlemen, a part of the money God entrusts for you and use it for the purpose of doing that for your company. Don't give it away to a different priest. Keep it yourself 
to implement your own priesting. Priest to your own people. Pay for the Christmas banquet. Pay for a retreat on marriage. Tell you one thing, Christians or non-Christians are going to come from underneath the rocks because everybody has trouble in marriage. Have a retreat about raising kids. Pay for it. Use some of your profit. Don't give it all over the world. Should you? Sure. That's your church. Invest in it. Buy a supply of key books. Keep in your closet. Somebody comes to you and says, Man alive, my youngster is, is hooked on drugs and I can't. I got just a thing for you. Pay attention. If he's a reader, give him a book. If he's not a reader, give him a tape. Don't make them all be the same. They're not. You gotta have in your closet 25 books. Not Bibles. Books. Good stuff. Dobson stuff. Swindoll stuff. Whatever clicks your bell. And be sensitive to where that person are, is, and boom. If you were smart, you'd wait to their left. You'd go in the closet, you'd write them a note on the inside cover, and you'd walk over and say, you know, I appreciate you, and I thought this might help as a gift. And then walk away. Priest. Your people. Love them. Shepherd them. That is the vision of FCC. That is a vision that is yet to be achieved. But it is a process by which we are called, each one, to become. Should we generate profit? Yes. Is it right to generate profit? Of course it is. You'll not be in business without generating profit for very long. Because debts, debt is not the way, from God's perspective, to grow a business. The only way you'll grow a business is through profit. Should you get excited about the generation of profit? Yes. It's a reflection that you are doing your community service that they think is worthwhile. Should you celebrate when you had a great year? Yes, you better. Should you give bonuses from the profits to your people? If you want to be like Christ, yes. Should you live for your profits? No. But you better keep an eye on the business. Don't you go swinging all over here and say, I'm going to do all these things and God will take care of my business. Oh, no, 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 no. You have to work your own vineyard, don't you? You have to work your own vineyard. You have to hoe it. You have to sweat. You have to labor. You have to fail. You have to succeed. It's your vineyard. It's your platform. And the degree in which you let your platform become sloppy is the degree in which you cannot then reach those things from it. But the degree in which you run your business with excellence... It's the degree that platform will be strong and high to reach other people. However, you will find yourself, as you continue to grow and think about this in the years and decades ahead of you and ahead of me, is God's desire is that our affections, our affections, get drawn more and more toward these kinds of things. We used to talk about how the business is doing. Now, we'll talk about it later. But first, what we talk about is nobody says, let's talk about religious things first. But see, there's been a wooing over toward the goals of God. And it's reflected in activities and people. It's our challenge and wish and prayer for all of us that in this community of believers, we can begin to hew out of rock a model 
that other people can look toward and copy. It's so difficult, isn't it, to be the first model. Many of you in this room will be the first model that we know of in the kind of business you are in. To model what does it mean for the world to see, this is what a Christian company looks like. One of the most interesting books that was written this past year was written by three Jewish men who did a complete survey on, in the country asking the question, what are the greatest companies in America to work for from the employee's point of view? And they published the book called The 100 Best Companies in the United States to Work For. Not all of them were big. I read the whole book, hunting to find one Christian company and didn't find one. Someday, some way, that book should be 60% Christian companies. And the world should be beating to our door saying, there's something different in your company. What on earth is it? And that is within the reach of all of us as we are obedient to the call of Christ. Price to be paid? Always. Significant price? Yes. It's called losing your life for the cause of Christ. Much to be gained? Everything that you value and are hunting to find through money will be found Christ's way. Christ doesn't give you love, joy, peace. He is love, joy, peace. And that is our inheritance when we are his. Thanks for listening to FCCI's Pathway to Purpose podcast. FCCI is a global movement of servant leaders who help each other lead companies for Christ. And the value of this content is greatly enhanced when you journey together with other Christian business leaders from around the world. Learn more at FCCI.org. And let others know about the great content you've discovered here on the podcast. Thanks for listening and leading a company for Christ.